0: Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I am a hospice social worker. Welcome to part two of 60 Days Around the Sun with our special guest, Julia. I did leave about a minute or so on from the end of the last episode, so we weren't just cutting into a random conversation, but this will get you caught up as we're talking about the Seafare Pirates and how she did not like them. Again, during this episode that is almost two hours, we explore all different kinds of things. So if you can be patient and hang in there, I think there'll be at least one or two things you find fascinating. I enjoyed the entire conversation. Just a reminder that I think we figured out the audio problem, and after this episode, things should be much better. So thank you so much for hanging in there.
1: Enjoy. I love dragons, but when the torchlight parade came around, and the Seafarer Pirates came out, I did not fucking like pirates.
0: <laughs> what do dragons have to do with pirates?
1: I don't know. <sighs> I just know that when I saw the dragon, I liked the dragon. The dragon oh, oh, was when exciting. When you were five, you didn't yeah. like pirates, I see. When I was five, I liked the dragon. The The dragon was, I, I mean, I... I I know there were men under there moving the dragon all yeah. around, but I wasn't afraid of the dragon. The dragon brought me joy. On the other hand, the seafare parade comes along, right? torchlight parade comes along, and here come the pirates. And my mom says, Your face did this thing like you were sucking on a lemon, where your face got all all, you know, squished down, and you said, I don't like you. And the pirate guy, I guess, felt challenged by that, and he comes over and he starts drawing on the concrete in front of my feet, right? He's like, Oh, she's a tough one or something. I can't obviously I can't remember, but he had the big saber thing, you know, he's sliding it all around and I'm going, You're bad. You're a bad person and I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) There they're they're a little group of them were like gathered up going, wonder what her problem is (laughs) just like mom's like, Julia, stop that (laughs) (laughs) I've no idea. I just know I didn't like pirates. What's I like your, the dragon. Uh,
0: Chinese New Year's or Chinese Year symbol, birth symbol. Do
1: you know? Uh uh-uh. uh None. No clue.
0: You like dragons so much, and you don't know? Yeah. Oh, I yeah.
1: have to look it up. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, more stories.
0: Tell me while I'm looking this
1: up. How did we often dragons? Oh, we were talking about shows that I watch. Uh-huh. We were talking about um, that I, w- I I'm not. A complete stick in the mud when it comes to YouTube. I'll watch fun things. My brother introduced me to something that I can't get enough of. I can't, I've i watched so many of the episodes, I can't even tell you. It's called Irish People Try. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's, I'm telling you, if you have, haven't have seen any, you got to get on there and watch them last. Irish People Try Hot Salsa. Irish People Try... American whiskey, Irish people try. Uh, I, I I can't re- I can't even remember all of them now, but they're fucking hilarious. They are hilarious. Irish people watch, you know, whatever, and they're the cameras just on these folks that are native to Ireland, and they're watching this stuff or tasting this stuff. I think the hot one, the hot sauce, was my favorite, because it was girls against boys, and the boys were just bound and determined not to drink that glass of milk. And you could see them, they were panicking, their eyes got big as saucers, and they were looking over at the girls like, drink the fucking milk, would ya? (laughs) You're
0: uh, the year of the boar, or the pig, depending on what you look at.
1: The boar or the pig? That's pretty similar to each other, isn't it?
0: Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, Sometimes it says boar, sometimes it says pig, but.
1: Does it say uh, I'll be talkative?
0: Peace-loving, trustful, (laughs) honest, and I think that's supposed to be sincere. Okay. But I was hoping you were the dragon, because so I am.
1: Oh, you're the year of the dragon. Yeah. Nice. Very nice.
0: And, and a Leo. And a Leo. And a female. Mm. So if you believe in that kind of thing, speaking of being fiery.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <clears throat> but yes. So you get plenty of entertainment and enjoyment out of YouTube, is what you're saying. You don't need to be.
1: And, and it's it's educated me in a way that I just wouldn't have been educated before. I mean, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have listened to any of this stuff previously.
0: What did you come up with for your aneurysm?
1: The, nothing. Oh, seriously, they, they, they admit they don't have any kind of medication to reduce it in size or anything like that. Do you um, just
0: have to go in and get it monitored? Like-
1: yeah, once a year, I go in and get an MRI. And they tell me it's, it's the same size it was last year. I'm like, what's the thing that makes me laugh about this is the idea that potentially it's been there my whole fucking life and they had no idea and the only reason they have an idea is because i i ended up getting an mri one day
0: or something else
1: no well yeah sort of it was a weird thing that happened at work where i was all of a sudden weird color and my lead was concerned about me and said you know are you feeling okay and i went i feel really weird i feel like Somebody's pressing a bowl down on top of my head. Yep. Like I had a ring around my head and somebody was pressing, physically pressing down on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm pff, tripped to the hospital and MRI. And, mm. Yeah. And that's how they found it. And they say that 5% of the population's walking around with them and have no idea. Because not everybody gets an MRI. Right. Right. So some people go their whole lives. It's what killed my mother. She had brain aneurysms, but we didn't know that. You know? So uh, stuff that I've learned on YouTube that I I never would have paid any attention to before. First of all, I've, I've really, it's it's helped me with the current political climate. It's helped me so? come to grips with the idea that we we are fed our perspective. Yes, I would agree with that. <clears throat> yeah. We are not necessarily they they the people who are delivering the messages, they have the capacity to skew the message in the direction that you want them. They oh, want yeah. them to go.
0: Very much.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And on all sides. <clears throat> oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's not something I would have really spend a lot of time thinking about before you know it's just not
0: yeah i don't think a lot of people do i think that's why they take what they're given at face value because they grew up in a time where news was news it wasn't a bunch of spin and it's morphed into that so i think in particular i
1: actually think it's deeper than that and longer ago than that because i think humans have a tendency to like salacious things
0: (laughs) if it bleeds it leads yeah yeah, I, I agree. but I, I think it's definitely gotten worse since we've had a bigger technology boom, more media, more outlets for media. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll give you one of my most favorite, my, my most unfucking favorite examples. Uh, so, you know, I'm gay. Yes. And, uh, I mean.
0: Perhaps the listeners didn't pick up on it, but yes.
1: There's an awful lot of people in my life for an awful long time. That um, were concerned about my safety and blah blah blah, and I I there's we could talk about that shit for hours. I don't want to do that, but I I want to tell you one little example of people tend to be fucking salacious. They it's it's not okay to just give the details. That's boring. What kind of a story would it be if you just gave the fucking details, right? Right. So anyway, I am I'm one of those privileged human beings that can drive. At this point in my life, inside the gates, at the big factory, right? Mm -hmm. I'm dropping a friend off. It's oh dark thirty in the morning. It's like (laughs) it's like five o'clock in the morning when people are starting their shifts, right? Right. I'm dropping a friend, a fucking friend, off in front of the factory so she can go into her office
0: and not have to walk a half a mile. Not have have to walk. The parking lot's ginormous.
1: Right. So she gets out of my car. She. I think she turned around to grab something and said something to me in the car, and I say something to her. And I saw those little piss ants watching us. And then she gets out of my car, and she goes inside. Within three hours, I'm getting phone calls from people going, "Uh, so, is it true? Were you making out with Lori in front of the big doors today? And I went, what? Uh And they said, yeah. It's it's fucking all over the factory floor that you and Lori were making out in front of the... who the fuck is saying this? Well, Todd says he saw you. I'm like, fucking... Then I I, of the I, 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 went to the factory floor and said, Hey, you dumbass. Don't be telling people that. Yeah. I got a girlfriend. I don't want her to hear I'm making out with Lori in front of the factory doors, especially when it's a not true story. And Todd's like, well, I didn't really see it, but Ricky thought he saw you. And, uh, and I'm just like... Stop it. You know, you guys, fuck both of you. You know, and all you guys that would do that stuff. Because that kind of stuff is, it's so childish. It's so junior high. Why do you do that?
0: And it's damaging because people can hear it and not know, you know. Right. They exactly.
1: believe. Exactly. That's my point. exactly. And
0: it's total bullshit.
1: But they like salacious shit because that's way more fun than telling the truth. The truth is boring. <laughs> Just a couple of guys standing around having a cigarette. They got to start work. Oh, check it out. Lesbians making out in front of the door. Yeah, you missed it. Lesbians were making out in front of the door. No, lesbians were making out in front of the door. <laughs> Fucking retards. Anyway, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that word. That That's a bad word to say. Not that F yeah, word. I don't care R about the R thing, word. I yeah. Anyway, and that's not the first time that I've been... I've had to deal with that. In the military one time, I was handing someone... A tampon. Oh, my God. It's a woman in a stall who discovers she needs a tampon. I go me, and man. get a tampon. And she opens the door enough that I can slide a tampon in there. So, like, my hand is through the door right. giving her a fucking tampon. The stupid fucking secretary walks into the bathroom and sees this happening. And the, before I know it, it's all over the place that we were having sex in the bath. I was handing her a tampon. Oh my god. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh. Yeah. It's horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: It's horrible. And it's partly horrible because sometimes people do do stuff like that. And it's just ridiculous. So just like, oh my god. Like my friends that had sex in their Jeep in the park in a, a parkade in Seattle. I'm Really? Really you guys can't wait to get home, huh? <laughs> but
0: somehow that's not as bad. Because they're straight? I mean, so stupid.
1: Oh, no, they weren't straight. It's just, these were women. Oh, okay. These were women. But,
0: I mean, just those stories. Like, if it was someone that they knew was cisgender, cis whatever, sexuality, and was just handing someone a tampon, it would never have been a story. There would never have been suggestion that they had sex. It's just because of the, you know, knowing that you're a lesbian. Like, who gives a shit? Even if they were, but they're not, why are you starting shit? Mind right. your own damn business.
1: Right. I, I have to I have a confession to make to you right now because you just said something and it it strikes a little panic in me every time it comes up. So so you know that my one of my goals for this past year, one of my challenges to myself was that I was gonna overcome my fear of young people <laughs> and become a mentor. Yes. Right? Yes, and, that's on my list. And I and I have a teenager that I, I hang out with and she is an amazing human being, extremely intelligent. Uh very uh, worldly knowledgeable beyond her years, right? And somehow, I'm not sure how, but somehow she knew that I would be totally clueless about the new sexuality stuff. Uh. The not, not really new. It's old. It's It's been around for hundreds of years, thousands of years. But now we're giving it names. <clears throat> and I don't really, I don't really know the names. So God bless her. She she says something like you just said just now, like the sis thing. Yeah. And I I kind of looked at, at her. I think the one she said was pan. And I, I, I know I looked at her in a panic. I was like, my eyes got big and stuff. And she goes, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? And I said, uh, no, I, I don't understand. And she went, it's okay. I made some slides.
0: I did actually talk about this on a different episode. I did an episode with a friend of mine whose um, teenager is transgender, and so we went over all of the terms of different.
1: I'm still not getting it. I'm I'm in remedial. It's I'm gonna okay. need some, I'm gonna need some remedial here. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I'll use the more basic language. Straight and gay. <laughs> okay.
1: She she's get she's gonna hear this and she's just gonna be like, oh my god, she didn't get it. <laughs> I it mean, does. It really does. When it's
0: not been in your vernacular for your whole life. Yeah. You don't just get it the first time you hear it.
1: Sure, sure. It's taken
0: me a long time, and I'm around it more, probably. Yeah, yeah. So. I,
1: I don't want to be offensive to anybody. That's a really big thing to me. But I I know I'm going to end up, like, fucking jacking up some conversation because <laughs> I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Well,
0: that was part of our conversation in that other episode was, like, don't be afraid to ask like you did uh-huh. because the being afraid part is what keeps dividing all of us, you know, and don't, assumptions don't, don't, yeah, don't make assumptions and also don't be afraid to ask questions and I forgot where I was going because I totally had a point.
1: I'm sorry. No, no, no. Mm-hmm.
0: it's not your fault. I've got a It'll come of, back to you. I've got, um, you know, several tabs up in the windows and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it'll it'll I come back to you. Which tab it is, but, yeah. I
1: yeah. and I've I've always tried to do that with people with because you know I came out when I was six.
0: I didn't. I don't know if I knew that.
1: Yeah, that was quite the episode for me because yeah. my mom beat the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> She's a, a Spanish Catholic well, family. I
0: was going to ask how that is in yeah. Oh my culture.
1: God, a Spanish there I actually there. I have cousins that don't associate with me now, the ones in Panama. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. But uh, I don't know. I, whatever it's you, you know. Maybe, maybe there is some aspect of you that I would say I don't want anything to do with you. I I can't think of any because they're all animal lovers and stuff. They're maybe this this religion thing might because I I don't really get that. I don't I don't really get how you're cruel to people because of your religion. That's that's never been. Anyway, so I was six. My mom was yelling at me about. If you don't do this thing, you're not going to meet a nice man, get a nice husband, and I went good. So I don't want to meet a nice man, get a nice husband. That's the last thing that I want. I'm not words exactly like that, but words, words to that effect. She's like, "Oh, so you're not going to get married?" I said, "I'm going to marry a woman." Whack. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. My mom was pretty freaked out. Anyway, so I've always, even, even as young, although I kept, I didn't, I wasn't really super forthcoming after that with, well, peop, with yeah. people, but as I grew up, I, I realized that part of the problem was we just didn't know each other. And so I, I would tell people, you know, ask me whatever you want to ask me, you know, please don't make assumptions about sex. I'm not overly sexual, Yeah. but, uh, you know, if you, if you get a question and, and you would really like to know, ask me, I'll, I'll tell you. If, so that, if I that's can. What,
0: that's what I was getting at, was don't assume that the person is going to be offended when you're asking, and also when you're being asked, don't jump down their throat. Let people, you know, try to get out of their ignorance. If they're asking in the place of genuine, trying to be non-offensive and trying to understand where you're coming from, you're just going to push people away if you immediately get defensive, if you're on the other side of whatever, no matter yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, and, and we really... You you didn't come to the birthday party because I happened to pick a day that you would not be available. But at the birthday party, in my little speech, I specifically said one of the greatest things that happened to me this past year is, and partly was through meditation is I became super clear why I'm here. And it is to love my friends and family. To to literally, I'm here for you. That's what I'm here for. That's my purpose. And so uh, the... This, this aspect of you know, t- being able to talk to people and help them th- there's only a couple times where I'll still get my skivvies in a seriously tight wad, although I, I don't have to worry about it as much now but previously when my nickname was Julia Roberts Brown because I actually kind of resembled Julia Roberts back ah. then I would have fellas at work approach me about really stupid fucking shit like, like the guy that says so uh uh Uh, so me and my wife, uh, we've been thinking about going down Uh, to that bar that, that, you know, that, uh, you ladies like to hang out in because, uh, my, my wife is open to the idea that, uh, you know, maybe she would want to do that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking this fucking guy is trying to tell me that he, he wants me to have sex with his wife. That's what he's trying to do, Uh but he can't just come out and say it. So I, I let him talk till he's practically babbling. And I go, you know, I've seen lots of you, uh, interesting couples down at the quote unquote nightclub where there's lots of women. And I always, we, I just think you may want to know this. We always find that super peculiar. Now, why is the dude pretending that his wife wants to have sex with a woman? I said, cause I guarantee you, if your wife wanted to have sex with a woman, I've seen your wife, she could have sex with a woman, Right now, right, right now, dude. Yeah. Leave your dumb ass behind. She doesn't. Yeah. She wants you, obviously, because she's with you. Something you might want to take into consideration before you take a woman who looks like that for granted. Seriously, this guy fucking clueless. So that was, you know, that was one of those little things that that kind of stuff still fires me up a little bit. And, And another interesting incident that happened right about the same time. A different friend. Who came to me and said, uh, this friend is a Marine and he was going to a bachelor party and he, uh, um, um he wanted to know if I wanted to go to the bachelor party. And I went, huh?
0: Because there's going to be strippers there?
1: And he, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to call him what he really is. Excuse me, Sergeant Dumpshit. Did you just <laughs> ask me if I want to be the only girl at a Marine's bachelor party. He says, well, uh, you know, uh, what was that kid's name? I, I shouldn't say his name. Lance Corporal, barely been on the planet, <laughs> thinks you're really hot. And he wow. would he would love it if you were at his bachelor party. And I went, I'm going to be the only woman oh, at a fucking so Marine Corps bachelor party. Oh, and he goes, God. Oh, what are you what are you worried about something? He's like nobody's going to touch you. You're going to be with the sergeant. You're the sergeant's girl. And I went, "Listen, sergeant, I don't know if you understand this, but I guarantee you that 12 horny marines could overpower your dumb ass." Seriously. I wow. I couldn't believe he said it. I could I just Ah! That's
0: so much worse than I thought it was. Yeah. God.
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Still, if it was happening today, that would still bother me. Obviously, it hasn't happened in a long time. But I, I don't really, I don't really want that. I don't really want to stop them from asking questions. I'm, I'm still open to them asking questions. I'm open to discussing whatever dumb shit thing they're gonna say. Like my pal, that was, we were walking through the offices one day. I don't remember where we were headed, but it, there was a little, little group of us. Like, typically, it's three or four guys and me. And one of them, I'm gonna call him Steve. Steve says to the other fellas, "Julia's the boy." And <laughs> the fellas are like, "What? What the hell do you mean?" And Steve says, "In the relationship, Julia's the boy." And I went, "Steve, what are you talking about?" And he says, "Julia, how much money is in your pockets?" And I said, "I don't have, I don't carry money." And he goes, he turns around, he looks at the fellas, and he goes. Julia's the, and the fellas are like, the boy. (laughs) I said, because I don't carry money? They said, you got to (laughs) understand.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Anyway, so they say stuff like that, and I just consider it harmless stupidity, or fun, or whatever. But on occasion, it's been really advantageous for me to be open to questions or open to helping somebody walk through something. Like when I worked in Alaska on a framing crew a very small framing crew it was the, there was the fellow that owned the company, there were two young men and then there was me and the two young men were both over 6 foot and close to 300 pounds they were big men they called us two large crew plus one <laughs> they held the 16 inch on center rafters and I was small and could get between the 16 inch on center rafters so we worked together a lot in the snow and blah 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 We got to know each other really well. So one day, Jay says to me, Julie, you said I could ask you anything, and I want to ask you something. Frank says, shut the fuck up, Jay. (laughs) Jay goes, she says I can ask her. I'm going to ask her. And so he would ask me questions like, is it true that our little village is someplace on the Internet as a really great place for lesbians to live, and that's why there's so many lesbians here? And I said, uh, Jay, I never use the internet, so I have no idea, but I doubt seriously anybody's got, like, this little village marked as, if you're gay, come live here. <laughs> I, I doubt it. And he says, oh, okay.
0: Was he excited about that? Did he want he to He just wanted sure? to
1: understand why so many of the women in the village uh, oh. spurned his advances, and I didn't want to break his heart and tell him that he's a big, dumb dork, and that's why they didn't want to date him. And he wasn't really uh, a big. Jay. He wasn't really a big dumb dork. He was just young and and kind of goofy. Uh, so uh, one time though, he asked me. He said, uh, "Hey, I found out that that one girl, uh, the one that flies airplanes, um, I'm trying to make up a name right now, Lucinda. Lucinda has never been never never dated a man." And Frank's like, "Shut the fuck up, Jay." Jay's like, "Julia, I just." Don't you think that's weird? I said, I don't understand. He says, I mean, like, if you're Lucinda and you're telling people that you're a lesbian, but you've never dated a man, how do you know you're a lesbian? And I went, I stopped. (laughs) Do do you see it coming? Is it coming? Do you see it coming? I stopped. I stopped. I I stopped what I was doing, right? And Frank's like, Frank's putting his face in his head. At least
0: he's asking.
1: Frank's putting his face in his hand and shaking his head. Uh. And I looked at Jay and I said, Jay, have you ever had sex with a man? And he says, what? And I said, Jay, have you ever had sex with a man? And he says, fuck no. Why would I need to do that? And I said, so you'll know if you're really heterosexual or not. Because how do you know if you're really heterosexual if you haven't had sex with a man? And he's like, He's, he's, now he's like dumbfounded. He can't talk and Frank is just laughing his ass off. Frank's practically falling off the building. He's laughing so hard. And he's pointing at him. He goes, I told you to shut the fuck up. You didn't listen to me. Jay's like, this conversation took a turn. I don't really want to talk anymore. Like, I I kind of felt bad about...
0: No. That's exactly the point.
1: No, no, I, I felt bad about how bad I made him feel, because it was obvious he was traumatized, right? <laughs> but it was such an ignorant comment, I just felt like, okay, fuck you, I'm going to kick you right in the crotch right now.
0: But that's exactly the point. That is exactly the point. It's not that hard to wrap your brain around.
1: It is. If I don't agree. If you
0: can conceptualize why you like who you like... N-
1: No, no, hang on. I don't agree. I don't agree. It is really hard to conceptualize it. Since Jay was a little boy, it's always been boys and girls, boys and girls, boys and girls. He got to be a full-grown man before the concept even hit him that it wouldn't be boys and girls. So, of course, it's difficult for him to conceptualize. If it's not a thing you've ever thought of, how could it be anything else? If it's not a thing you've ever been exposed to.
0: But I I see what you're getting at. My point is, if you've ever even considered thinking about being attracted to the same sex, or, and you're not, why is it hard to understand if, if it's natural instinct or whatever that you're born with, that you like the opposite sex, why is it hard to, to wrap your brain around that it's natural instinct to not? I don't get it.
1: Because don't cul- get. because culturally it wasn't even a thing. I mean, it just wasn't. I talked but to. But
0: it's logic. Okay. Logic.
1: I I get what you're saying. Yeah. If this, then that. That's logic.
0: I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. No, I, totally, I know. I know you hear this all the time. I'm I know. Sure. No, I know. I'm frustrated for you.
1: No, I listen. The other thing, and it's possible because it's true. It's true. I used to be one of those idiots that thought boys and girls weren't that much different. Boys and girls are hugely. Different men and women are really fucking different. Yeah. They're just chemically not structured the same. And I, I know this for two reasons. Number one, I have seen men bend themselves inside out. If they're having intimate relationships with a woman, they will try desperately not to let the relationship go. If they're having intimacy with the woman, no matter what a fucking basket case she is. And I'm specifically thinking of a friend who lives in another state, who started dating this woman, who started being abusive to him almost immediately, and he wouldn't get rid of her. She would wake him up in the middle of the night by beating on him. Holy crap. Holy shit. I was like, dude, she is going to fucking kill you, and you don't even... What do you not... Why are you still with her? And I swear to you," he said, "the sex is really good." I thought, well, it must be because you're willing to risk your life for it.
0: Well, he's probably not telling a lot of people because let's not even go into the fact that men don't like to even admit when that's happening because, you know, oh, abuse the beating him up stuff.
1: Yeah, the beating him up stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one thing, one reason I know for a fact. Yeah. They are very, very different, and and the other thing. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Have you do you have gay male male friends? Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, have, uh, have, he
0: would have said that was a gold star gay that didn't sleep with men.
1: <laughs> have you ever in your life or have you witnessed other women thinking that they're going to convert that fella?
0: I not personally, but I've heard of it, yes. You've heard of it?
1: Yeah. Okay, but it's not like it's an all the time thing, no, it's an no, odd thing. No. It's an odd woman that would do that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I can tell you with almost like, well, I'll say 99% conviction that every single man I have ever been close to, like I think we're friends, every fucking single one of them has thought they were gonna convert me. At some time, at some point, (laughs) at some point, they got it in their head if she is, if she, if she, if she was only with me, I just right? Can't. And then it got so bad with this one guy. I finally started calling him Mr. Magic Penis, because you really think your penis is magic? You you think that if you have sex with a lesbian, she won't be a lesbian anymore? Oh my god! <laughs> and he he finally backed off when I started the Mr. Magic Penis thing because he he just was he just felt so belittled by the whole. He told me I I just feel so belittled, Julia, and I'm like. Dude, I don't know how to get this across to you guys. And I I'm telling you, it's so it was so bizarre because it wasn't like it was the young dudes I hung out with. It was all the dudes. There was like there was a guy that I hung out with that I almost considered like my dad. He was easily 20 to 30 years older than me. I love this man. He was adorable. He was way intelligent, he was fun to hang out with, blah blah blah. His wife was the sweetest person on I'd ever met on earth, blah blah, 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 on and on and on. And I don't remember what it was. I, I don't think we were having a beer or what, or how the subject matter came up, but I said something to him one day about, I'm just so grateful that I can be so close to you and know that you're not going to be one of those men, you, that you've never been one of those men that would try to convert me. And he stopped and he, he stopped and he turned around and he looked at me and he went, oh, <laughs>
0: oh, God, no.
1: You, uh, you don't understand that if I was twenty years younger,
0: oh my god, seriously,
1: I, I and I I did I went,
0: not god. not you two, really you L- two, listeners. Matt has just walked into the room. Matt, <laughs> hello. Uh, do you, have you ever had the thought that you have a magic penis and can convert a lesbian
2: <laughs> <laughs> from being gay? No. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, no, no. Have, have you ever have you ever met a woman that you thought that when you found out she was gay, you thought, "Oh, that's I didn't I would never have guessed that. I would never have
2: like su- genuine surprise at at finding out that they were gay." Yeah. No, I. I guess <clears throat> more surprised that I didn't pick up on it. I guess. Okay. But yeah, I mean, not like. Not like that. yeah. I think the only one
0: that that comes to my mind is uh, Portia that married Ellen.
1: Oh, Portia, I think
0: she was the only one that, I I just didn't know anything about her, really. So, maybe a few few TV shows, but I I don't know her personally, so. Yeah. I don't think I've been surprised by anybody I knew, no matter how they come across, you know.
1: I've been surprised.
0: You've been surprised? I've
1: been surprised by not just... Uh, I've been
0: surprised by men. I've not been surprised by women. I've
1: been surprised by women and men. I I mean, I've been like, I there was a particular woman that I met and I had no idea that she was a lesbian. So when I found out she was a lesbian, I was just like, really? I, I was blown away. <laughs> uh Yeah, I've been surprised by men too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, some guy I met in a professional capacity uh, with a three-piece suit on and he's mr macho and i go over to his home for dinner and his husband answers the door and I'm like hello <laughs> well right. well well hello and he's like i'll bet he didn't tell you i was going to be here did he <laughs> just you he's terrible I'm, that i'm
2: racking my brain it seems to me that there is a situation where i was a little bit taken aback because i but i can't tell if it's somebody who's famous or somebody that, didn't, that i know in my personal life I, I just know it's there and i can't i'm trying to think of it so yeah
0: my so- old co-worker, AJ, would laugh hysterically, and, uh, but I never, I mean, when, looking back on it, he's, I mean, this sounds stereotypical and terrible, but obviously gay, but when I first met him, I didn't it didn't even, his sexuality did not occur to me one way or another. I, it's not a thing I'm looking for,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was a co-worker, <clears throat> and it didn't occur to me until months after I'd been working with him, then someone else, I think, said something. and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, yeah, you know, and he he would say, th- you know, looking at him now or watching when he gets upset, he has some mannerisms that may yeah. lean me that way. Yeah. Sure. Um, and he's fully aware of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he he would probably laugh thinking and he knows that I didn't know that right away about him. I think
1: it's funny. I I have had um, conversations with people who who want to know, you know, did you know when you were young, you know, was it was it that you had a bad relationship with men, uh, and uh, with a man? And I every time that one comes up, I just think that's fucking hilarious because if it, it could if it could be born out of had a having a bad relationship with a man, there would be a shit ton of lesbians. <laughs> right. Oh yeah,
0: way Right? What? Yeah, both ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, men and women would be.
1: Mm, I'm gonna go with way more women.
0: If, if it was all about bad relationships,
1: yeah, that's
2: what turned you. There right. have been some terrible fathers out there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so, but um, I, I will say that uh, there, there, in my lifetime, there were there was at least a couple of times I know people were really shocked when they, when they used to call me Julia Roberts Brown. There were a couple of people that were just like, no fucking way. And one time it happened, and I felt terrible about it. I, I think I almost, I think I might have almost put this person in the hospital. She was at the, um, she was standing outside of Costco and she was uh, getting signatures for that petition that came out in the early 90s, I think it was. They were trying to get some sort of measure on the ballot for the state of Washington to keep, quote unquote, special rights groups from getting special rights. For special groups from getting special rights. Some it went something like that. I don't was remember. It an
0: anti-marriage situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Or no, uh, a domestic partnership back then. They didn't even talk about marriage back then. Oh right, in the 90s. Demi- yeah. yeah, yeah, it was early nineties, right? So, so I was walking into the store and I was dressed for work. So I had one of my little, my little skirts on and I had my little pumps on. You I know. can't imagine you in and a
0: skirt. And my,
1: I know, I know. A lot of people can't. Not now, but you know. <laughs> I that,
0: mean, just because I always see you in jeans, you know.
1: And and <clears> and I. I At that particular time in my life, I – you ever seen fellas do really goofy things like they're watching a woman and they don't realize they're about to do something super stupid because they're watching a woman? So it would regularly – do you know what a tub skid is? Okay, so at work we have these things called tub skids, and you you could put them to be about the size of a – I don't know. Let's say they're five by five by five. So it's a tube thing. We dump stuff in. It's a metal thing. Okay. It's big. It's like three or four feet off the ground, right? It's a big thing. Okay. So regularly when I'm going through the factories, the fellas would be watching me, not watching where they're going, and they would land in a tubskid. They would end up walking into a tubskid. <laughs> like like falling over into a tubskid. So anyway, I'm going into this store and this lady approaches me and I I look like I would look when a fella's walking into a tubskit, And she says, would you mind signing our petition? And I said, uh, what's this for? And she explains that it's the uh, anti-domestic partnership. We don't want these special interest groups together. I went, when you say special interest groups, exactly what do you mean? And she says, I, I didn't want to have to say it out loud, but you know, these these gay people. And I said, oh, so you're thinking that I wanna sign this why? And she said, Well, you look like a professional woman who's probably concerned about the well being of her family and you don't want your children around this stuff and and I said and she's she's looking at me with my lipstick and my long, long curly I had curly hair down to the middle of my back. I mean I had Julia Roberts hair back then, you know? And I said, So You think I'm straight? And I was kind of I
0: guess I wish you could have had a picture of her face.
1: I was kind of flippant about it, right? I said, so you think I'm straight? And she said, I beg your pardon? I said, so you don't realize I'm a lesbian? And she went, her mouth dropped open. And then this really bad thing started happening. Because she started shaking so hard, she dropped her little clipboard. And she started backing up and she lost all the color in her face and i was pretty sure she was going into shock
2: her world crumbled around her because she was so easy she was so good at just picking people out of a crowd
1: well yes but it you guys that's a medical condition that's like she could have fallen hit oh, the ground been yes okay absolutely she, went into shock. She, she i i was i was afraid for her because i could see it had Im- impacted her so deeply
0: you mess with her
2: worldview into her
1: core. Yeah, that's one of these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I called one of the managers out to come over and, and help her because I was so concerned about her well-being. I That particular event, I won't ever forget, it, and I won't ever completely forgive myself for it because I purposefully did that. I knew that she was fucking clueless and I was going to punish her for it, and that's no way... To help mend things. That's no way to do it.
0: I simultaneously agree and disagree with you on this point. Yeah. Because.
2: Sorry, but. Uh,
0: I, I don't want someone to have a seizure, and pass out, and die. Uh, but I also feel like there's really. For people like that, I feel like you're not going to get through to them until you say, Have you slept with a man? or you don't realize I'm a lesbian, there's nothing you're going to say that's not direct and hitting them in the face. This was that's over 30 years ago. It's going right? to get the point 30 across. Years ago. Yeah.
2: So yeah. there's a slight difference now, I think.
0: Even then, even then, if, if your worldview and your values are so steeped in everything oh. you believe, there's nothing anybody's going to say to you that's not that, unless it's that deep, I don't believe, that's going to get through to them in the way that you did
1: it. Okay. Well, I would I tell you <clears throat>
0: damaging about it on purpose, but yeah,
1: I would tell you this. I've shared that story with a whole bunch of people and some people have said, no, you did the right thing because you smacked her around. She needed to get smacked around. And I, my response was, look, I, I, I really, what I should have wanted was a conversation I sh- in order to help her uh, evolve. Right. And, or and in order to help me heal, because that kind of stuff, Used to just really dig at me every time it came up. I, I, if I had engaged her in conversation, maybe the outcome could have been better. Because my perception isn't that it smacked her in the face and she thought differently. My perception is that after that, she was so fucking pissed. She went after every gay person that she ever met with a fucking vengeance. Uh, you don't
2: but, think it yeah, there's, that's one, one of the two ways it could have gone. Yeah. Well, let's hope that... Or she, she could have
0: said a complete worldview and been like, maybe I need to rethink everything in my life cause that's I'm what wrong. i wrong. That's
2: That'd what re- I would cross my fingers oh, for.
1: That rethink everything? That's really hard for people.
0: It is. But sometimes it takes an event like that. You know?
1: I can't get my friends to rethink Trump. Some of my friends, they just are like, they... That guy... Fucking moron... And blah, blah, blah. They, they will not rethink Trump. And I can't get my friends to... to to admit that that voted for Trump to admit that maybe some things are going not right. You know, it's some of them. I I can talk to some of them and say, look, there's some things that are happening in the country right now that are fucking awful. And, and some of them have potentially the seeds have been planted by him. So sometimes when people are polarized, they're polarized and they're not going to have even, we used to call it a, a, a C significant emotional experience Mm. that would make you change your mind about something. Right. You'd have a C, right? Like this,
0: that's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But sometimes it goes the opposite direction. It really doesn't work. And I, and I, this, what's happened this last couple, three years has helped me understand that because I discovered that I have friends that are true bigots. They, I mean, they really are. And I had no idea none whatsoever Yeah, and I was sad and and blown away and you know blah 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 and I'm trying to talk to them about it and they're like why are you doing this I don't I don't want your you know I don't go ahead talk I don't give a shit but you're not going to do anything to my opinion I have my opinion and I have my experiences you have your experiences I have my experiences you know I'm not going to try to influence you with my experiences. Why are you trying to influence you, me with your experiences? And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That I, makes me
0: so sad because. It
1: totally made me sad.
0: I've heard so many people throughout the years, not not just 30 years ago, but even recently <clears throat> when they do get in the, you know, have a C, and get exposed to something on a more personal level that they hadn't been exposed to before, then at least they're open to hearing about it or having a discussion about it, rather than, I'm scared of it, so I don't want to talk about it, which I think is where that comes from, is there, there's a fear somewhere in there that drives that bigotry. I think you're right. Otherwise, why would they have it?
1: No, I, I agree, I agree, I think you're right. So
0: it makes me sad, you know, because the other stories that I've heard are like, you know, and. In the news, you'll hear, like, oh, Republican senators' kid's gay, and now they're more friendly to it. Because it had to happen in their family to someone they know, you know? Who was, that was it? had
1: to
2: happen. Sh- That's a terrible way McCain. to say it. No, no, hang you on. know
1: what I'm saying? No, no, I'm laughing. I didn't mean that. I got an Esperanza story for you in a minute. <laughs> Go
2: ahead. Was it John McCain? or Who Who was it? That's um, a Republican and their daughter. Oh, no, it's... Uh, Cheney. It's Cheney. Yeah, it's Cheney. Cheney.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And i I I'm obviously, this is... Possibly bullshit because I'm just hearing it through the grapevine, but I'm hearing that she makes her dad look like a saint. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That she's like fucking hardcore. Ah. Uh, oh, that's I
2: don't bad.
1: know. I don't know <laughs> for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me because she is a woman. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> but you know. Excellent point. I hear so many of those kind of stories. Like once they're supposed to, even uh, a dear friend of mine said they listened to the podcast for the first time, and the episode they started on to my great shock was the episode titled The Day I Bought My Son a Dress, which is my friend's son that's transitioned into a female and is transgender. And I'm like, wow, that's the first episode you listen to of all the episodes. And this person is fairly on the conservative side. And so I was surprised that was the first story. And they said, yeah, it really... Help me get a new perspective because I haven't known anyone or heard anything about that, and I'm like, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point. Yeah. So, not that's not why you're on. I'm. That's not every episode. I don't want you to think you're here as a token gay. That's not oh no. Way. But we um, didn't even
1: get into that until like hours. Into no, that, I, I know
0: because that's not why I have you here. But um, to the point is like, I hope that some experiential things that I bring to the episodes will help people not be afraid of something they don't know about. Uh-huh. So it makes me truly sad that people that you personally know can't even Would not be that. open to it. Yeah.
1: Ugh. No, 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 no. That's such No, tragic. they're not open to it. And it didn't matter what I did. I actually, um, I set a thing up so that, uh, in this particular situation, so that this, this person could meet my cousin because I'm so fucking proud of him. I, uh. I have a cousin who is a, you know, I, I was in the military, but I was in the Navy. I was never ground forces. And I have a cousin who survived multiple tours of Afghanistan and multiple tours of, uh, of Iraq. I mean, for a decade, he was gone from his wife and children the majority of the time. You know, he's, he's gotten purple hearts multiple times. And when he came back, we really didn't know if he was really going to come back. I'm so fucking proud of him. And he is one of the darkest black men you'll ever meet. So I arranged it, uh, a particular event so that uh, my cousin could be present when my friend who has told me, you know, don't talk to me about this. You're not changing my mind ever. It's where where they could meet, so I could uh, introduce him to my cousin, who whose oldest son is about to uh, to start his pre med work, and whose uh, younger son is uh, very likely going to be some sort of a NASCAR mechanic. Because he's, I mean, in the two two young men, exact same family, couldn't be further apart in spectrums. But nope.
2: both doing great. But yeah,
1: there and and both we fear all the time will be in some place where, let's just put it this way: the oldest young man had the opportunity to go to New York City, for his um, 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 for his residency, and everybody in the family said no. I mean, we just were so afraid that he would get in a situation where they don't know who he is. They don't know he's this really intelligent, super gentle human being and would never hurt anyone, you know? So I, I get this, make this arrangement so that they can accidentally meet and I didn't tell my cousin anything, right? And he's talking and he's just like being himself and stuff. <sighs> didn't change my friend's mind at all. Didn't like... None of it. None of it. Not, not even one. How is
0: that even possible? I don't
1: know.
0: Rhetorical, obviously, but I mean, your cousin sounds like an amazing
1: human being. He's a great human being. He is. uh, So, you know, I look at him and I realize the situation that he's in because he's not safe. He's not safe here. (laughs) And I've got friends that are so... They're so adamant that uh, that kind of shit doesn't matter. I'm like, fuck you. I can hide being gay. I really can. I don't really typically try to anymore. Do you
2: really feel like he was safer in doing That's... tours in Afghanistan than he no. Was here? Right no,
1: I, I don't feel like he was safe there, oh. not at all. But I know he's not safe here either. Yeah. He, he wasn't safe there and he's not safe here. Just
0: because he's African-American or, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I I wanted to get a t-shirt after my DNA tests, and Cindy made us take more than one because it was so weird, the results of the first one, but I I wanted to get a t-shirt that said I'm 30% African, because I am, I'm 30% African, is anybody, would anybody notice that, my green eyes and my freckles, you know, and before the the silver came in, it was all Auburn, you know, with the red highlights and, and such.
0: I've done an episode about that. My stepsister is 50% Mexican, and she looks like Mike, with green eyes and freckles, and you'd never know it.
2: Yeah, she's practically the spitting image of her dad. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: And so we did a whole, I think it was called, I'm not going to say the word wrong, you might know, but a profile of Aguera.
1: Aguera, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so we talked all about how she grew up, and her whole family was Mexican, and she was the only white girl. But she's fifty percent Mexican.
1: They call her Blanca.
2: Or... Blanca. Yeah. <laughs> it's not
1: unusual. Not at all. Yeah. My mother was blonde. <laughs> my mother was blonde when she when she when she came into the world. She mm-hmm. was like platinum blonde, and I had poo pooed that and said that's bullshit all of my life because as I knew her, she was brunette. She was darker colored, darker skinned, and then my one of my cousins, his youngest son was born, and he was blonde. He totally looked Scandinavian. This kid did right up until the age of two, and then, just like my mom, the the darkness started coming in.
0: I wish racists would all get ancestry DNA tests.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll matter though. I, I really don't <sighs> think so. Just just like it's, and this is a thing that a good friend of mine said to me that kind of helped me with it. She said, you know, everybody, everybody's got something. They've all got some She she talked about. How her parents weren't at all upset about her being gay, but her sister brought home a a a gentleman of color that she was dating, and her parents did an endo. Her parents were freaked out about it. I said, What whoa, whoa whoa. They were okay that you were gay, but they're not okay that your sister is dating not a white man. And they she said, Yep. I don't know. I, ne- I She said in a thousand years, I never would have guessed that. I never would have guessed that until I saw it from them directly.
0: I mean, I grew up in a cultural bubble here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. But when I joined the Army and had the realization that they were still burning crosses in 2000.
1: I know. What the fuck over? Right? Uh-huh.
0: I was like, you got to be shitting me. That's a thing that still happens? It's 2000. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I didn't know there were people who couldn't swim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Same idea. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I just, it's amazing the things that still occur that I thought were mostly gone and they're definitely alive and well in the Pacific Northwest as well. I I have a friend that you still work with, Matt, that I used to work with that's uh, a man of color. And he's from Alabama. And I said to him one day, I don't know how you can stand to be in Alabama. It's terrible. It's racist. So openly racist down there.
2: It's worse up here than it is down there. He said,
0: at least I knew where it was coming from. I could see it. You don't know where it's coming from here. Right. And that really just struck me. That stayed with me. He told me that, I don't even know, 14 years ago.
1: Well, I actually knew that it was up here, (sighs) too. I didn't want to know that it was up here. But I am
0: I, fully aware that it's up here now, but I wasn't aware growing up. I just didn't know. Uh,
1: I'll tell you a story. And if, if my friend that I'm talking about, here's here's this story. Uh, I want you to know I never say your name. I never say your name. He was a military officer in the first Gulf War. And uh, he, he came back and, you know, he... Um, it's pretty he he's just one of those really special human beings. He's got a great heart, he's super smart. He wants everybody to excel and do well. He comes out of Missouri, I think. His family moved here when he was fairly young. But he he said life was very different there, you know. And he got here and he just thought Shangri-La, fucking Shangri-La here I can do anything I want, people accept me, blah blah blah. So he Depends goes what, <laughs> where you are. Yeah. So he goes uh over and does a tour duty and he comes back here. And we're working together out on the flight line. He comes in one day and he looks like a wreck. And it, this is—we were working second shift back then. I'm like, "Dude, you're fucking late again. You know how get—they just—they just get like torqued about that, man. Don't do, what? Hey, what's up with you?" He says, "I gotta sit down." He was like shaking, right? I gotta sit down, and I sat down next to him. I said, "You okay? Do you need—do you need to go to medical?" And he goes, "No, I just need to breathe. Hang on." He's trying to get himself to relax. He had been, I don't think I should say the name of the airport, so I I won't. He'd been over to uh, do some things to his airplane that he keeps at the local airport. And he says, you know, I've been keeping my airplane there for a really long time. It never occurred to me something like this could ever happen. There was a new kid at the gate security kid at the gate when he went through he looked over at the new kid but he didn't recognize him because he's fucking new so he didn't like he's like my mind was in a thousand places i didn't wave at the kid the kid was giving me some sort of look i don't i don't know i didn't even really register that the kid was giving me a look i looked at him he looked at me i went on to my airplane i parked my truck i'm over at my airplane i don't know how long i'd been there but I'm, I'm reaching in the cab underneath the seat and then I hear it. I hear a 44 being chambered. He said, that's a very distinctive sound. And then he said, and then I felt it on the back of my neck. And a voice says, you better back up slowly put your hands in the air, get down on the ground and don't move a fucking muscle. And he's like, I said, well, what did you do? I mean, what did he said? I backed up. And as I'm backing up, I say to these guys, whoa, 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 fellas, fellas, this is a mistake. What's going on? What the fuck are you doing in this airplane? And he says, fellas, this is my airplane. And they said, do you have any way to prove that? And he went, what the fuck are you talking about? This is my fucking airplane. He's like, dudes, dudes, dudes. I am a reservist officer. Reach inside the front of my left, the left side of my coat. Reach in there. I am a reservist officer. My badge is in there. So the other police officer reached inside his coat and got his badge out and called it in and found out he is indeed a reserve police officer. And he gets to get up off the ground, and he's dusting himself off, and he looks and he sees the kid from the gate is standing right there watching this whole episode. And he looks over at him, and he said, all the all the tumblers clicked into place. That kid did not know me. I'm a black man prowling around the airplanes. He called the police. Uh-huh. And my friend is, he's still shaking. He's not crying, but it's, it's close. He said, all I could think of was I'm gonna fucking die on the ground here at Bumblebee Airport after all that time I spent in the Persian Gulf because- It's
2: inconceivable to this kid that a person of color could be
1: Own an airplane. And- I, I guess, I guess. And, and, and when, when he's telling the story, he looked at me and he said, all I could think of was why the fuck didn't you wave at that kid? And I thought, are you serious? You, I fucking want to go over there and kick that kid's ass right now. Are you serious? You, you think that, that doing something, yeah, blame it on yourself, man, because you didn't wave at the fucking kid. I'm like,
0: that's living while black. You can't do anything. Right. And and people that don't live with that or know someone that's gone through that cannot even, that's part of that. Can't conceive of it until it smacks them in the face. Yeah. You don't understand that they do that every day. They have to think that every day.
1: I have had this, I've told this story to friends who've blown it off. I've told this story to friends that I then remind, we can hide being gay. You can hide being gay. You can. But you don't get to hide being black or brown, or yellow, Mm -hmm. or any Mm -hmm. of the other rainbow colors. You don't get to hide that.
2: Can I ask you a question? I mean, not to totally change the subject right in the middle of this, but I mean... You should
0: really bring up a chair because it's not recording you very well.
1: Are you kidding that baritone voice? It is recording him.
0: Well, it's far away. You can't see how this is looking on the recording. Okay, fine. It is a sensitive mic, but it doesn't pick up that well.
1: Cause no, he's, he much. has he has a radio voice. He does. It's he the, has a
0: great voice.
1: That's the that's the first thing I picked up when he started talking. I thought, oh, that baritone voice has got to be lovely, coming through there. Everyone
0: though. likes his voice. Good
1: yeah, time. I'm sure. I I admit I'm I'm am I'm, I'm swayed by that, and it's I don't that, uh, I don't understand who in my life had that voice. Somebody way back when. You can't it? be
0: converted
2: by that voice. I've been huh. stuck with it.
1: Don't start. Don't start with me.
2: I uh. I was curious as if um, when you were younger in the 90s still dressing and had your hair long and
1: makeup, I wore makeup. Were you feeling
2: uncomfortable having to like keep that, or you were just used to it your entire life up to that point? That's how you were dressing.
1: No, I that was a change. That was like a really big change. I up until that point I hadn't done that. I was 29 when I did, started doing that and it and there was um, I kind of Got this later, but there was two things that were motivating it. One, the opportunity for professional advancement.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: it terrible. It is true.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: because uh, uh, up till that point, I'd been in like high tops and and uh, uh, baggy jeans and t-shirts, and then all of a sudden, I've got uh, high-heeled shoes on that have little straps that go around them and hose that have the little line that goes up the back. Cannot... You can't believe how fast you'll get promoted wearing that shit. <laughs> But uh, my mom evidently went through that same thing uh, when she was that age. I saw the pictures of her before and then at that same age. There, there was some sort of a weird metamorphosis that happened there where she was all – all of a sudden she was, she was dazzling. She looked like a movie star, my mom did. So then the exact same thing happened with my sister where there was this little period of time between late 20s and like mid-30s where we looked like something out of a magazine.
2: So it was a choice to do it for advancement? Or are
1: you Yeah, it's kinda of started off yeah. as a choice for advancement. And and then I admit I, I did actually like the attention from the girls. Uh, thank I you see. very much. Right. Not from the boys. The attention from the boys <laughs> is annoying. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's fine. Some of my friends would say things like Damn, Julia, if I wasn't married, blah blah blah. I'm just like, Oh, thank God you're married. So <laughs> But you know, I did get a lot of attention from girls that I liked, and that was kind of that was kind of nice. Well, that's great. Yeah, but it, it didn't. It's not like it lasted, right? Sorry, I was just I, curious. That's all right. That's we were just talking about that. It's important to ask those questions, right? Some of my male friends have told me that many times they thought about getting married to a woman because they they wanted a family and they didn't know any other way to do that besides you know. And some of them did get married and have children, and then. The children are grown and they're gone. I'm just like, that seems kind of shitty. You're saying gay men? Yeah. 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 To clarify, that seems kind of shitty. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. women take they that. Tell their wives. Yeah, women take that shit personal. Right.
2: How many children out there need to be adopted?
1: Oh. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, back in the day, that wasn't a thing oh, right. either. I mean, you barely either. do that yeah. now, for yeah. Christ's sake.
1: Yeah. Good point. It's true.
0: Which is. <sighs> don't get me started on that whole tangent of the how
1: ridiculous that is, but children need a home.
0: Yeah. And guess what? It's probably a lot better home than you'll ever give
1: them. I'm, I'm hesitant to say this because we're being recorded, but I'll, I, I feel com, I feel comfortable enough to be completely myself. We've talked long enough that fuck it. (laughs) Right. Might as well say, I've never been comfortable with abortion. I don't think it's anybody else's right. To make the decision. It's the woman's right to make the decision. I think that if they're going to start legislating that shit, then they need to make men that make the women pregnant responsible as well. There needs to be some recourse for them as well. Okay? So, I'll just say that I've never been really a big fan. I I mean, obviously. It makes me sad. But, I get so pissed off when I go by these billboards that say things like, in the United States of America, a beating baby's heart stops every 60 seconds. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's right, and that's fucking sucks. Hey, you know what you're missing? You're missing the other piece of data. How many children are homeless? Yeah. How many children are in the system because they were born to parents who were fucking basket cases and cannot take care of themselves? let alone another human being. So don't put that statistic up there unless you're going to put right beside it how many children need homes. Right. I, I'm, I'm big time in the balance these and, days.
0: And the same people talking about hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. The same people will argue against having a gay couple have a, having a kid, even though their home is just as likely to be good as another adopting family yeah and give that kid a home where they're loved but no no they're gay so their
2: lawmakers are in their 70s taking boner pills <laughs> <That's> a, yeah <laughs> yes
1: do you remember do you remember the movie um it's a, pa- parenthood i think it was called parenthood do you remember that movie yes um keanu steve martin steve martin keanu reeves, yeah. keanu reeves. there was a shit ton of famous people
2: yeah yeah
1: i think i think it was like his third yeah. bill and ted was his first right. and Anyway, he has a line in that movie that I've never forgotten in my entire life and I've only seen the movie once. In that movie, he says that, I think he starts off by saying, um,
2: You gotta get a license to drive a car. Yes,
1: that's the line. That's the one. He starts off by saying, uh, I I woke up to to my old man flicking lit cigarette butts at me um, every morning. And then he said, now, I don't understand. You got to get a license to go fishing. You got to get a license to drive a car. But they'll let any, and I don't remember the term they used. Let use any him.
2: asshole
1: be a, be. a dad. Be a father. Dad. Yeah, yeah. And that that. So you gotta you even gotta have a license to fish.
2: <laughs> they'll let any asshole be a father.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that line stuck with me forever. I'm I'm never gonna forget that. It's a pretty great movie. I, I probably should watch that again. It was a good movie. Do you know what the best part of that movie was? I can't believe I didn't watch it again after I heard this. Ron Howard gave an interview one time. They talked about that movie, and they asked him, you know, what was the what was the what was the catalyst for that movie, or what motivated him to make that movie? And he said, "Oh, those were true stories." <laughs> yeah, he said all of those things had either happened to me or my friends. I'm
0: definitely have to watch that again.
1: The, especially the part with the going to get the the remember how we used to have to take your film into a place to oh, get yeah. it yeah, yeah. to
0: developed. get it
1: developed oh, yeah. es- especially mm-hmm. with the part with the mom getting the wrong film role <laughs> holy crap <laughs> oh my god yeah that yeah. sheesh Yeah, yeah anyway So I feel like we've gotten really far afield of anything that you wanted to talk about.
0: Well, no, actually, because, well, this is towards the end, but we we can jump to this. No, no, no. We did that on our own. That's not your fault. Uh, I'll skip to the, one of the end notes was we were joking when you were here last time about you not being the recruiter at work. Do you remember dad was saying something like people thought you were the recruiter because for some reason at work? Do you remember this conversation at all?
1: bringing it up to you are, are you talking about like a lesbian recruiter uh-huh. or something oh yeah but that's like a standard thing they always think that right do you remember the thing when ellen came out do you remember
0: i mean i remember when she came out
1: but do you remember on the show though the episode on the show uh,
0: no i wasn't watching ellen regularly but i do remember watching the show and i remember when she came
1: out so laura Dern was in the show right and Laura Dern uh, was Ellen's love interest, right? Yeah, yeah. And Ellen hadn't actually had an experience with a woman yet. And so Laura, Laura, she's having this uh, romantic experience with Laura, and it's like tripping her trigger. And uh, was that? what's the matter? Okay. It's a rock. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> it just was a weird sound. and So, so uh, at the end of the show, I mean, at, at some point, Ellen, it becomes evident that Ellen is... It recognizes that she's actually gay at the end of the show like like after everything's over they show this weird scene in a bar or something like that like a cafe or something Melissa Etheridge is there out of fucking nowhere right <laughs> Melissa Etheridge is there the three of them are sitting at a table and Ellen Melissa hands pushes a piece of paper towards Ellen and says okay you sign here and Ellen signed that and Ellen goes, now what? And Melissa goes, well, now Laura has to sign. And she hands it to Laura, and, and she says, um, okay, so you sign down there. And Laura goes, okay. And so she signs it, and she goes, so now? And so um, Melissa Etheridge says, yes, congratulations. And then she hands Laura a toaster oven because the joke used to be, what what the hell? Uh, you think I recruit women and then what? Like win a toaster oven? <laughs> is that is that what it is you know like it's it's like it's like Avon where you sell enough and you get a pink car that's funny yeah yeah it used to be the the big joke yeah Uh, so reach your quota yeah so so your dad is referring to the fact that lots of fellas at work thought that that's what happened thought that one woman would like and there i can't say i don't missionaries Traveling around. Yes, yes. I I can't say that I don't have some friends that have maybe dabbled in that, and maybe we maybe we call them the flippers. <laughs> maybe. But that's really dumb. And I I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that about my friends. I love them dearly. But I would tell you that it's I find that kind of shit bizarre. Like I've had um, some women at work approach me and very attractive women who are uh, like they're married, right? And th- some friend of theirs got a divorce and it was a terrible divorce and she ends up with a a woman. And so then this other woman that I work with that's a friend of mine comes to me and says, I've known her since we were in high school. I never knew she'd had any sort of attraction to a woman. And I went, well, you know, maybe it's it's early, maybe it's temporary or something. And she went, I don't know. I think she, I think, I'm wondering now, what about, you know, Could I be attracted to a woman? And I went, hang on. Hang on a minute. And I said, I know exactly how to clarify this for you. And she went, you do? And I said, yes. I have a lot of practice at this. I said, so you've been married to Rupert for how many years? She tells me. I think at the time it was like 10 and a half years or something. I said, do you enjoy sex with Rupert? And she went, yes. And I went, okay you're not going to ever be super excited about being with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, what, what do you, whatever do you mean? What I mean, why couldn't I be? And I went, it's, it's about the sex. <laughs> it's really, that's what it's about. Don't, don't let anybody tell you anything different because, and again, this is something from way back when Oprah had a, it was 19, Eighty nine, I believe. It might have been 1990. Oprah had a, a particular episode where she had a bunch of gay women on her show. And there, there was like a little panel of them, right? And she's been bringing them out one by one by one. And at the very end is a mental health professional who also happens to be gay and wants people to uh, recognize that it's... it's. N- she's like, I, I really don't get the mental health professionals going, I really don't get what you women don't get. I mean we we argue about glasses up in the cabinet or glasses down in the cabinet. Do you give the towel two folds or do you give the towel three folds? It's really it's really not that different than what you go through. And then there was a woman that was in the audience that got the microphone and said, "I don't glasses and all that stuff. I get that. Yeah, okay, fine. It's the same. I don't understand how you could have sex with a woman and then Oprah has her microphone and she goes, Honey, you missed the whole thing. We're trying to say it isn't about the sex. And the psychologist lady whips around in her chair and says, Oprah, oh Oprah, honey, if you think it isn't about the sex, then we have misled you. We have misled you. And I we all there was like a that was one of those events where all the girls got together to watch it together. It's like a Super Bowl thing where it's just women in a room like watching Oprah together, <laughs> sipping beer. Oprah well, like, completely what, missed the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they, they were all we, we all fell out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I said to my friend. I said, do you enjoy sex with your husband? Then you're not going to be super enamored about a woman. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I said, and, and if your friend actually did enjoy sex with... Her husband, then she'll leave that woman at some point. It might be fun for now, but she will eventually leave him because. I
0: mean, unless she's truly bi, I guess. There's such a thing
2: as experimentation and it, trying. Yeah, new except
1: for Jay, he didn't <laughs> want to do
0: that. Just... <laughs> I'll tell you about that story <laughs> later. Did you Did you not hear story. that story? No. I
1: didn't. Dang it! I'm sorry.
0: Oh, he'll hear it.
1: Are Are you guys getting tired? Do you need me to go? No. Okay.
0: No. i Are have serious? I'm not even finished with my notes, and I only had half a page of notes. You just need to use <laughs> You're right. not finished with your notes. I am going to circle back to an hour and a half ago when we were talking about your events that we were talking about for your birthday. So, we already talked about the silent retreat. Uh huh. You very briefly talked about being a mentor at school do you want to talk a little
1: bit about about the high school mentor thing yeah yeah you, you were terrified My, to start that i have a friend that teaches at that school and she had been trying to get me to do it for a while and i kept saying i don't know i don't they're frightening they dress funny they have tattoos i mean and this geez, is a, like we, an
0: aviation school or it is something? an aviation yeah. school
1: yeah 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 so they're really bright kids right tend to be kind of on the engineering side of things right mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, but they've, they've got quite a few of them. They're gay or bi or something. And, and, uh, my friend kept saying, Oh, you just would be so wonderful for them. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so then I opened myself up to it. And, um, uh, and, uh, the, the, there's, it's a standard high school. There's a lot of shit going on. The administration kind of stuff falls through the cracks. I didn't hear from them for months. I figured that's eh, not going to happen. <sighs> I volunteered, <laughs> I'm done. Cause I volunteered and it didn't happen. And eventually um, I, get a, I get a thing from the administrators. Hey, could you come down on Thursday and meet our student? And I'm just like, okay, yeah, scared, scared shitless. Like don't even know for sure I can get through this. I show up and there I am, my little gray hair. My, my little gray haired self and I'm signing in and I don't know that the kid that's standing at the counter is the kid right and she's kind of looking me up and down and up and down and she's being polite right she's got this shocking turquoise hair and uh and and I say to the uh, gal at the counter I'm like okay so um do I just go back to the mentor room and wait for her and she turns to me and she says or I could walk you there and I was just like mm-hmm. And, uh, she, we, we go back there and we start talking and I said, uh, so, um, what, what interested you in the mentor program? She goes, oh, I didn't ask for a mentor. (laughs) And I'm like, oh fuck, she doesn't want me to be here. So we just strike up a conversation. It's, it starts off pretty casual and before I know it, we have, dove in baby <laughs> i mean dove into the conversation she starts asking me about girls almost immediately and i'm just going
0: guessing gone. she has had no one else to talk to
1: about this well her, her mother her well her mother's not gay but her, she you know she, she her mother kind of spilled it later that she was really desperate for her to have a mentor that understood some of the shit that right. she was going through right. right so anyway we we dive into the the we dive into subject matters that are, uh, shock me so much that when I get home and start telling Cindy about it, Cindy goes, "Oh my God! Do you have a way to get a hold of her mother? You need to call her mother tonight and tell her mother what you were talking to, talking to her about, because you don't know if that's okay." And I'm just like, "But, but she brought it up. I didn't say. I'm not like I. I love. I, I'm all scared now, right? I'm, I'm afraid I fucked up. Did something bad." later on i find out that that night she's with her mom and she kind of got she kind of got a little misty eyed and she said mom i think i have my own dumbledore <laughs> and you know what i had to do i had to look up who the fuck is dumbledore <laughs> yes yeah, seriously yeah. i had to look up who the fuck is dumbledore i had no idea none whatsoever we've learned a lot of stuff from each other it's been fun albus
0: well, considering you like all the, Dumbledore. you know, dragons and whatnot, I'm surprised you hadn't seen Dumbledore.
1: Never
2: watched any of those.
1: No. Uh wait. I I tried to get through the very first one. I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> and what I was told by my my kid is, uh, oh, you should, you should definitely give it another try. Read the books. I'll read the books. Yeah, she right. said read the books because you're the kind of person that will love the I'd books. Love the books. Yeah. It's true. I do like the From reading. For the...
2: it's very fun, easy read. Uh, she's a great author.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. I'm so happy for her success.
0: Are you telling Cindy that we didn't kidnap you?
1: Um, No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> a- actually, uh, I was actually looking up a picture. I thought you guys might enjoy a picture because you didn't get to come to the party because I had the party on a day you couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal uh, Dumbledore. My own personal tumble or whatever that means. A couple people have said, that's a huge fucking compliment is what that is. Here, here's a picture of her. (coughs) That's us at her party. My party. And the picture right above is her sister and her mother. Nice. Hmm. (laughs) Her mother, who is a martial artist. Nice. Kickboxer. Tattooed arms. (laughs) I'm like.
0: You fit right in.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) I said, uh, you have more tattoos than I do. She says, how many do you have? I said, I don't have any. (laughs) I have none.
2: That is the number one reason to be polite and not try to get into fights in public. Because you never know these days who who is a mixed martial arts fighter or just training. Yeah. This woman... You catch somebody, you wouldn't even realize...
1: Yeah.
0: And you get kicked in the face and you're down. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. No, this this woman, you you, you, you just start. described Yeah. You <laughs> just you just described like I'm sure this happens to her. She does not look at all like she could take you down. She can take you down. Absolutely. And has no problems doing it, I guess. Yeah.
2: They recognize who you're talking to when you're out these days. You never
0: know.
1: That that is a little thing that I have uh going for me too, because people misinterpret who they're looking at it's it's kind of hilarious really there was a there's a scene it it was in my facebook i don't think you've been on my facebook uh for very long so you would have missed it but there was a scene in my life um so the election happened on a tuesday right and there was a certain element of the population and i know that i'm gonna piss some people off but it's the fucking truth there was a certain element of the population that just felt reborn they get to do whatever the fuck they want to now baby and okay whatever i kind of felt that way when president obama was elected not maybe not quite that much but anyway i am it's thursday i'm still dealing with my mother's uh, estate and affairs and i'm in i'm in bellingham i'm going to the lawyer's office i'm not going to go to bellingham without putting flowers on her grave So I go to Fred Meyer, a Fred Meyer that I've been going to since I was a little kid. I think it was the very first one in this country. So I walk in, I'm I'm getting my shit, and I'm walking back out. Or wait a minute, wait a minute, it's the other way around. I'm walking in, and these three young men are walking out. And I, you know, it's I'm getting flowers for my mother's grave. I'm not really conscious. It's the middle of an afternoon. It's like Thursday afternoon. I go by these three guys and I heard something and then I heard the other two giggling and I stopped and I went, what? I turned around and I said, I'm sorry. What? And then, uh, one of them turned around and said, uh, fuck you bitch or something like that. And I just went, huh? And the one in the middle who had made the comment actually turned around. They all three stopped. Now they turn around and the one in the middle says, I said, "What the fuck do you know about Seahawks, you big fucking dyke?" And I went, what? But It was it was so incongruent with everything else that was going on, that I it just I, it took me like the count of five: one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one or, or three or something. You know, I was like not tracking. And then I finally realized I have my Seahawks shirt on. I looked down, and I went. I looked up again at him. And then I know I did something he did not expect. I smiled and I said, these are my exact words. Oh, you made a fucking mistake. And I cleared the distance between him and me and three steps. I was I was just about to grab him.
0: Obviously before your silent meditation retreat.
1: This is what I'm referring to. I would never do something like that now. Yeah.
2: I was, out his voice box?
1: <laughs> I was just about to grab him and shake him like a microphone. I mean, like a maraca. Yeah. I was just about there. When I heard, out of, the, out of the other side, out of the west side, I heard, what the fuck do we have here? And I turn around, and there's these two dudes. I'm pretty positive they were from the college because one of them had on a Western Washington University sweatshirt, and he was a dark, tall, Italian-looking kid. And the other one had on, no, of all fucking things, a Steelers jersey Aww. Yeah. He had a Steelers jersey on, right? And he looks like something right out of... He looks like something right out of...
2: I'm thinking he was wearing flip-flops. No.
1: <laughs> no. But he looks like something right out of uh, uh, Goodwill hunting, you oh, know? Okay, I yeah, mean, yeah, he's yeah, like... Yeah. Sandy hair, and he looks rough, and these big shoulders and stuff, and you, they are... all by water. Yeah, yeah. He's talking like that, too. They're both laden down with cases of beer, right?
0: to know that Julia has now stood up to tell this
1: story. Yeah, so, so they've both got... A case under each arm, and they've got cases in their hands. So they've like they each have four cases. They've got four cases of beer, each of them, right? And so it's it's Mr. Thursday. It's Mr. (laughs) It's Mr. (laughs) Steeler. It's Mr. Steeler that opens his trap. Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck do we got going on here?" And uh, the the guy and the the other guy, the other kid, he's not saying much, but he's like, "What are you guys doing? Oh, you're gonna take on Grandma? Oh, yeah, you're big men, yeah. Hey." Why don't you fucking fuck off? You won, right? What? What? what what's wrong with you, dudes? And then uh, the guys that were engaging me now—they're—they've turned their attention away from me. They're oh, looking yeah. at these guys now.
0: Yeah.
1: And and so these two guys are like, "Oh, you want to go? Okay." So they're putting down their cases of beer, right? And they're just about to walk up to these guys when we hear out of the corner of my other ear, <laughs> we hear a female voice, right? And she says, yeah, definitely you want to go because I'm getting all of this on my camera. And she's been videotaping this whole time. Comple- I, I was completely oblivious to this, right? Because I'm, I'm getting ready to throttle the shit out of this guy. I didn't tell you that they were wearing Trump regalia. One of them had a t-shirt on. The other one had a MAGA hat on. I, I don't remember what the third guy had on. I, I don't really care, right? I'm not saying they were representative of anybody. They just were full of themselves, right?
0: And felt like they had an open license to do it, obviously. Right,
1: exactly. So I'm just about to grab this guy. He had already leapt backwards <laughs> one step to get out of my grip. He turns around. He sees... Steeler and the yaw <laughs> And he's going to take those guys on. Now he know, turns around. these
2: guys are bigger. The, the beer guys were slightly bigger than the three... 50 pounds guys. easy.
1: Okay. 50 pounds each easy. They were definitely athletes. The punk guys uh, were kind of scrawny. And then and then there's the, the chicky over here on the right-hand side too. He does this. He looks over at those guys. Then he looks at her and what we none of us really were aware of was there was a small crowd gathering at this point, right?
2: right this woman's about to get a viral video of the year. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Small crowd is gathering at this point. And uh, Mr. Mouthy says, Fuck all y'all or something like to that effect, you know, and he and he's backing off. Him and his buddies are backing up. Right? And she's th- the whole time she's like, Yeah, yeah, you should do that. Fuck us <laughs> or something to that effect, right? Yeah. Now, Hi. my favorite part is coming. Right about then, a car that we would call the campus queen pulls up. None of the panels match in color. There is a coat hanger sticking in where the radio antenna should be. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The tires don't match, mm-hmm. right?
2: It's like a g- typical Granite Falls vehicle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. but it's college. It's a college. Right. it's a college. It's
1: a college town. Yeah, so he, he pulls up, and he's like, where the fuck have you guys been? I've been waiting for you. And now they're loading their beer in, and and then uh, Western Washington University sweatshirt guy turns around and looks at the the lady with the camera, and he says, "Hey, how you doing? We're we're gonna have a party. You want you want to come?" And she rolls her eyes or something to that effect, and she says, "Thanks, no thanks." And he's like, "You're quite the lioness. I would like to get to know you." <clears throat> She's leaving now, and he gets upset and leans in the car, and goes, "Joey." For God's sakes, why are you driving around this piece of shit? She was gonna come with us till she saw this car. (laughs) Steeler guy, on the other hand, is throwing stuff in the back and he stops and he looks at me and goes, Hey, Grams, Grams, you want us, we we should help you with something. I mean, you gonna get something out of the store? We could carry it for you. And I looked at him and I went, No, I don't need you to carry it for me. And he says, Okay. Well, you know, in case you change your mind, And then he's getting in the car, and I went, hey, I feel like I should say thank you, but I also feel like I should let you know something. And he went, okay. And I said, I could have handled those guys. And he went, you snows? I bet you could (laughs) have. And then they pulled away. Nice. I looked and looked and looked for her video. I thought for sure she would post it. Uh. I posted shit and tried to get a hold of them. I'm like, hey, Steeler Jersey, i got to admit to you something. I fucking hate the Steelers. So you just forced me to like the Steelers a little bit. Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: just a little bit.
1: Yeah. Oh. Little bit. I yeah. mean,
0: Steeler Jersey guy was not nearly as bad as his other
2: three It's true. Find, we can all find a little bit of unity here
1: and there. It's true.
0: I'd rather sit in a bar with Steelers fans than MAGA fans any day. Yeah.
1: Well, it depends on the MAGA fan.
0: If they're
1: not the same person. Yeah, no, it depends on the MAGA fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it really does. It depends on the MAGA fan, because <clears throat> I, I have friends who are MAGA fans. Uh, there's a MAGA fly, flag flying in my neighborhood. There's more than one of them actually flying in my neighborhood. I love those guys. They're my buddies. You know, we don't see eye to eye about stuff. We absolutely do not.
0: You're right. It depends on the person.
1: But, uh, and they'll get, they'll get pretty toasted about the whole fucking thing, if you start talking to them about this and this and this they'll be like yeah well what about this and this and this and the, i guess the truth of the matter is it's a no win it we we all lose this is the part it is a no win this is the part that it's i'm
2: making it less frustrating
1: no but this is the part that i'm i'm trying to communicate to my friends that are in the midwest about you know they they talk about this this civil war thing all the time i'm like dudes, do you understand what would happen if we had a civil war? Done. We would be fucking done. Yes, there are a lot of guns and you have a lot of them. Yes, yes, yes. But you may want to run out of bullets at some point. I'm just saying really, really, really think about that because it's not going to be like the civil war where hundreds of thousands of us die and then we mend shit. And then we're, and, and by the way, there are some people that are still not mended over that. We are not, my father's family would be one of the people's not mended over that. We're not
2: nearly as civil as people were In the Civil War, right,
1: exactly. That's so scary. So I'm saying to my friends in the Midwest, I'm like, please, 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 walk this shit back. They are trying to provoke us. They're trying to get us to kill each other. Because they can't kill us. There's too many of us. They can't kill us. They they would have to get us to kill each other. That's the deal. And they're just like, Oh conspiracy theorist bullshit. I'm like, you tell me. You tell me why they're constantly pitting us against each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this this is this is i I'm not talking about I said I'm not talking about like people that vote Republican and people that vote Democrat. I'm talking about family members. Yeah. Pitting up pitting us against each other. They there seems to be some thing in our heads now that makes it not possible for us to give any ground on an opinion
0: right right
1: it's on an opinion it's not on like facts it's just opinion right and and it's making me really sad but I I the YouTube watching <laughs> has helped me start to understand some of it I've been listening to like ancient recordings. On um, uh, When I say ancient, I'm talking about stuff from the early 60s, stuff from the 50s, of f- folks talking about this very subject matter, this subject matter. This guy, do, do you know the name Al, 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 Aldous? Billions,
0: billions, 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 oh, billions, billions, billions and billions
1: What the hell is that? <laughs> anyway.
0: His favorite new GIF. Yes.
1: So Aldous Huxley, do you know that name? Okay. It sounds
0: familiar,
1: but I don't know. So there were these two books that came out Brave way back New when. World? Brave New World. Good job. There were these two back books that came out way back when. There was a guy named Orwell that wrote a book called 1984. Yes. And a guy named Aldous Huxley that wrote a book called Brave New World. In Orwell's book, he predicted that we would fall under a, a authoritarian dictatorship. It was a rather pessimistic outlook.
0: Well, i got to tell you, Thanks. I didn't read that until about two years ago, and it was terrifying.
1: Okay, well, he predicted that we would fall under an authoritarian dictatorship whose, whose entire platform was about punishment. Aldous Huxley predicted that we would fall under an authoritarian dictatorship that we didn't even know we were under because they controlled us by pleasure.
0: Frog in the boiling water.
1: Yes! <laughs> and Huxley went on to say you know he talked about skinner skinner you know uh-huh, skinner uh-huh. he talked about skinner's experiments and how skinner proved that even though the dog or the chicken or the monkey or whoever was motivated to not uh, experience pain they were way more motivated to experience pleasure and he said that it could be possible to set up your society such that if your society was if the platform that it, most of it was based on was pleasure, you could do just about any fucking thing you wanted Sky's to, the limit. and people, as long as they kept get, getting whatever it is that gave them pleasure, that dopamine kick.
2: is it dopamine? Or was it was yeah. endorphins. It's, it's both. both. It's both. both. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah. and and he said.
0: Yeah,
1: the
2: dings on your phone cause you to have
1: a dopamine, dopamine Oh right, it. right, yeah. What was it? I, what? What are you talking about?
2: When you when you get a text and you, you hear your little noise, whatever noise you have coming out of your phone, it's a pleasure receptor in your brain that.
1: Yeah, bullshit. No, I'm not my
0: bullshit. You look it up. I think YouTube the, that shit. The
2: exact opposite <laughs> is the alarm that you have set <laughs> for the morning. Oh yeah. I've never heard that. I
0: mean, it's not necessarily the sound, the exact sound. I
2: picked the most pleasant sounding sound. But it's,
0: it's the notifications. For my alarm. It's not the morning. actual tone and sound. It's the notifications. Because it's hitting that, oh, I'm getting a like, oh, I'm getting a response, oh, you know, I'm connecting. And it's hitting wow. that pleasure center in your brain. Yeah. It's scary.
1: <laughs>
2: wow. You know, your oh phone used to ring every now and then on the wall right. at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, when you weren't connected.
1: On-the-wall phones. I love to talk to the kids about that. <laughs> what Rugby do you mean phones. your phone was on the wall? <laughs> like it was attached to the wall and you couldn't take it anywhere.
2: <laughs> the only way you could get it away from the wall any further was getting the extra long
1: Oh,
0: board. yeah. Yeah. From the kitchen to the bedroom. Yeah.
1: So check this out. The last thing I saw on the YouTube, the last interview I saw of Alda Suxley. He, it was 1960. I'm gonna say it was 62, maybe 63, and he was saying that he was getting really concerned about our political process. And he said, "It appears as though the political process is melding with Hollywood, and Hollywood uh, and Hollywood and advertisers, and they have started to discover that popularity reigns."
0: That was before we even
1: had an actor president. And, and, and he said, and if they manage to convince convince the majority of American citizens that they should should select the most attractive, most popular person, we will experience ineptitude in the highest office of the land for some time to come. Branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying this in the early 60s. Dude was, the dude was... He was brilliant. Yeah. 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 Scarily brilliant. So
2: where do you think the first one was? I mean. The first one was. JFK was an attractive man, correct? And smart.
0: Having an affair with a stellar star, Hollywood star Superstar. Yeah.
2: And they just let it happen. I mean, that was swept under the they
1: rug. Are, right? n- people didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know until later? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know. They didn't know until later.
0: <sighs> I mean, you were not really old enough. So do you remember I was small. him getting shot? Because you were only
1: yeah, I four? Was, I was very small, yeah.
2: But Ronald Reagan, the actor, was already the, he was the governor of California long before he ever ran for president. And that was, I thought, in the late 60s or mid... I don't remember exactly what I'm not it was. sure either. I guess I have to look it up.
1: But the popularity thing became... Actors the, yeah. becoming politicians. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we were kind of we were kind of juiced up for it because of our relationship with Hollywood to begin with, and yeah. all those you already know him, you already like him, uh, all right. those movies and so on and so forth. You know, we we I have a lot of friends that get really worked up about anybody from Hollywood getting involved in anything. You know, and I I'm like, so you don't you don't like that? Who gives a shit what Robert Redford says about the environment? Ah. I'm like, okay, how about... Um,
2: yeah, just shut your mouth and act.
1: You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, how about the fact that he has money and therefore he has influence and that maybe he could make a difference? How about that?
2: That Glenn Close used her entire Lifetime Achievement Awards speech.
0: Was that Glenn Close or Meryl Streep? Was it Meryl Streep? I feel like it was, oh, Street. was it
2: Meryl Streep. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, got that wrong, but yeah. <laughs> They're
0: the same person. <laughs>
2: She used the entire speech to uh, let everybody know how she felt about what was going on with our country.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, maybe they, but, but you guys don't remember, because you're young, that there was this guy and his name was, hey uh, and his name was, um, or, he's still alive? No, he's not alive anymore. And why the hell can I remember his name right now? <laughs> Jesus his the godfather uh marlon brando marlon brando thank you when he got his oscar for the godfather he didn't show up do you know who did show up a representative of the native americans native of American. the united yes. states yes. of america I did watch and that. she gave an impass- i i saw that as a kid yeah. she gave an impassioned speech about their condition and what they were going through and so on and so forth and and he didn't say anything he didn't even show he sent her instead so it's not like this is new. This is not new. This has always been going on, yeah. but well, people really think stuff is new, and it just yeah. makes me laugh now. Yeah, people. YouTube did this. People thing. don't think that
2: actu- actors should have an opinion or voice their opinion for that matter.
1: Yeah. Well. Good or bad. Yeah, but except you, you can occasionally, uh, you can occasionally nail them with something though. What's what's the name of the kid uh, that used to be married to Demi Moore and? Uh, That guy. Do you know what his thing is? No. I mean, he does a lot of really cool work with uh, (coughs) entrepreneurs and stuff. He'll he'll seed money a lot of entrepreneurs, but internationally, he's famous for something else. I'm
0: terrified to know this. Yeah. Is it terrible?
1: He he is. He is a champion. He is a a a a knight in shining armor. He goes the world (laughs) round, trying to stamp out. Child abductions, child oh, child, child, trafficking. Sex yeah, chi- child sex rings. Yeah, child sex rings. Oh,
0: that's a good thing. I thought you were gonna say something bad like the Epstein thing. No,
1: he is the, <laughs> the
2: opposite. opposite of that. I he almost kind of wish because I'm not a huge Ashton Kutcher fan.
1: I wish it was something. He's bad. been he's been to he's <laughs> spoken in Congress several times about this subject matter. The the people law enforcement people around the globe call him and contact him because he has. He actually has the resources. He actually has people who work for him on this subject matter, tracking down these... Well,
2: right on. I'm proud of Ashton Kutcher then, I yeah,
1: guess. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I've had a lot of friends say, people like that to keep it the on I'm like, really? Yeah. About child sex rings?
2: Well, so I love to hate him. That's a pretty great cause.
1: Yeah. It's it's hard to say no to that, right? I, mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't always been a fan of all of the actors and all of their causes, but I've got to say that sometimes when they have money and the cause is that good, more power to them. Let them go. Let let Indeed. them do it. Not that they're going to make any headway, but at least they're trying to do something. And that's a show that I watch, by the way. His show. I watch his show every every time they have a new season. I'm glued to the television and I'm watching the whole thing front to back. Do you know the show I'm talking about?
0: The one who's on a ranch? Are you talking about Ashton Kutcher? I know this, what it is. I haven't seen it. I've heard it was good.
1: It's, it's really fun. It's fun. I feel like this is on Netflix. It's And so funny. I was told that I should check it
2: out. And I was like, all right, I will. And I completely forgot about it. Yeah.
1: I know if you don't like whoever it is, it's hard for you to... No, no,
2: no. I can watch him acting. It's just when... I don't know what it is about him. It, it just...
0: That 70s show. Probably. I think that's probably
2: what it is. He played a complete moron. And he did a great job of playing a moron. So I guess you got to be a pretty good actor to let people think you're actually a moron. I thought it
1: was the underwear modeling thing that would, you wouldn't get over. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't bother me one bit.
2: I just uh, never really kind of liked him. Yeah. And uh,
1: I actually have had some male friends tell me that kind of stuff where they were like, they disrespected a different guy because they felt like he let him. I'm not making this up. This one of my very best friends who I love dearly, he we had uh, like a a conversation that made me not talk to him for two years because I finally asked him, I said, what is your deal with gay men? You don't give a shit about gay women. Why do you care if a guy's gay? He's like, I have no respect for a man that will let himself be treated like a woman. I just went, what did you just say? (laughs) Holy fuck. What did you just say? And he went, why are you so angry? I said, Dude, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to you for a while. And I didn't talk to him Strike for two years. Two, right <laughs> I didn't talk to him for two years. I didn't I just was like and when, when we hooked up again and started talking again, I said, Do you have any idea how terrible it was what you said? And he went, Well, I know you were really pissed. He said, I, I, I guess it was probably bad, but I don't completely understand it. And if you could reflection. help me and I, I, I was like, Yeah, I can help you. Listen to what you said. You said you don't have any respect for a man that lets himself be treated like a woman. You said that women allow themselves to be treated so fucking poorly, you disrespect men who allow themselves to be treated like a woman. First or of all...
2: Even succinctly, even shorter than that, he, disres- he disrespects women. Period. period.
1: Yes, that's what we got to eventually. Eventually we got to that. And he, he went... Do I really I went Dude that that came out of <laughs> Those your are mouth your words. Those are your words <laughs> it came out of your mouth I don't think it was a freudian slip I think it was dead on the money So we, we had a lot of conversation around that He's doing he's he's one of the guys that can have a C and actually get something out of it That's yeah. good That's a good thing A significant emotional experience you know cuz I hadn't never been angry with him like that before and I think he missed me <laughs> Good he was one of those dudes that would say stuff like, "This was when I was in skirts and heels." He would say, "Julius more more one of the dudes than one of the guys than most of the guys I know." So I, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure what he meant by that, but it was funny. Anyway, so. Where were we? What were we talking about? And I went like way far afield. We were finishing uh, the
0: the three events you said were coming up, and the last one was riding a bike to
1: work. I'm not riding my bike to work. You know why? No. I like being married, and <laughs> I'm gonna get divorced if I ride my bike to work. I she just endowed. In fact, Wayne did too. Wayne went spectacularly. Head
2: over here, right over
1: the front. He no. He just was like, Mom, why would you do that? There there are crazy people out there, Mom. They they um, won't see you. Oh, I see. They won't see you. They'll hit you. They're they're like he's like I I they and this don't is see a bicycle, me. a be clear. Yeah. yeah they sure. don't see me on a motorcycle and I'm on a motorcycle. Yeah. People it, are texting and driving. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It takes nothing to kill someone on a bike. They'll hear a thud Either and then bike. look in the mirror and just keep going.
1: Yeah. I was very <laughs> sad because I'd already calculated how much money I was going to save. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was super jazzed about that. It was all about the money for me
2: well two yeah. out of three is not bad you can find a really super safe route but i don't even know
1: the there's place. a bicycle path underneath the trestle the other thing that was motivating me is they're gonna tool the trestle they're gonna do it those scumbuckets are definitely gonna toll the trestle so i thought to myself let me just go already go ahead and figure out my way around when that is this shit. Gonna
2: happen,
1: do you think? Um, next couple years probably because they're gonna do it they they did it with 405 we're just gonna do it for a year. Oh, we got six million dollars. Maybe we'll never stop doing it.
0: Well, wasn't what I think it was Washington, or was it a specific city we just heard about that they figured out how much money they were making from marijuana shops? That was Everett. And then yeah, and so Everett said, "Oh, I guess we do want to grant some more businesses because they had a very limited uh, licensing for up, businesses, yeah. and now they're like, oh." We're getting all this revenue. I guess marijuana isn't so bad. Yeah. So yeah. now it's going to be like barista stands probably. They're going to be everywhere. Because I figured out how much money they can make.
1: Barista stands. There,
0: there was a sign out of a barista stand that said, Everett cares more about uh, bikinis than it does about homelessness and drug use. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. Ouch. That's awesome. The truth hurts. Yeah. That's awesome. That's for, a... for those of you that don't live in Everett. That's uh, a throat punch. Yeah, Everett has a bunch of uh, bikini stands for coffee, and uh, the city got up in arms because because there was some nefarious things going on, but not all of them were doing that. But there was some kind of more than just being in a bikini happening.
2: Well, there was a lawsuit,
0: and so they tried to shut everybody down, and so that's where that bikini barista. Yeah. But that's yeah. what, that sign just came up. I just saw it last week. In the, that's
1: really the cool. Yeah.
2: well while, while homelessness and needles are piling up everywhere, they're more concerned with uh, stopping the bikini-wearing uh, baristas. I mean, I
0: don't necessarily agree with that. I know that I've been to events where they are actually trying to do things about those other things, too. But our bari- bikini baristas really our top priority at this point.
2: No.
1: No, I don't even know. I don't even understand why they they got into that exactly.
0: Because they were
2: doing other.
1: <coughs> no, I mean things. I don't. They were making tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, I. There was a there was kind of an incident in my life around that subject matter. It didn't really involve me, but I was witness to it. Mm. I was driving with a friend. We were commuting together to work. Hey, you want a coffee? And uh, <laughs> we went by one of those little stands, and the gal, the little gal in there, who looked like seventeen or eighteen years old. I don't know. She. She was being, not fondled exactly, but there was some old fucking fart that was, had, you know, had her by the arm and chatting her up. And my friend was just like, and let me explain something. This woman, she's a knockout. She's just drop dead gorgeous. And every time we go through a gate together, it takes an extra five minutes because the gate guard wants to chat mm-hmm. her up. And I, I keep wanting to grab her hand and flip up the ring. <laughs> hey, check this out. See, do you know how much that diamond costs? That's 10000 bucks, pal. Move on. Anyway, so the deal is that she's the daughter of a longshoreman. She has no problems unleashing. So we pull over because she sees it. And I say it like, full so we pull over. Hell no. It was... She jumps out of the car. She runs over there. She grabs this old geezer by his wrist and, like, yanks it off of her armor and says, get away from her, you lecherous old fucker. I'm just like, oh, here we go. I'm in the car, but I'm thinking I might have to get out of the car. And he's like, what's your problem? And the young lady goes back into her little barista thing, right, and closes the door. And she's like, she, she pokes him. She's like, you're my problem. You Old fucker, I bet I'll bet money you have daughters that are younger than she is or that, that are older than she is or something like that. I don't remember what it was. I'm just like, Will you please get back in the car? Can we go home now? Traffic's getting really bad, <laughs> anyway. I'm sure he was bruised. I hope he was bruised. Oh,
0: you we so. guys were running in the car together, so you must have been making out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll okay. hear that later. <laughs>
1: Oh, people people like to be salacious. That's that's our, that's our. <laughs> they like they like to make shit up even when it's not happening because it's certainly better than their life.
2: Oh, Gossip is a uh, favorite pastime of just about anybody anywhere, right? I mean, it's a currency. Yeah, it is.
1: Is it really?
0: I I mean, YouTube.
2: All right. Facebook. I got, Facebook some, I got something I want to hear. You got something that I can that I want to hear? You know. Like, <laughs>
1: Oh, all of that kind of stuff, gossip. yeah.
0: Gossip, gossip, gossip. Do you have any uh, thoughts you want to share? I know we talk, we've talked a little bit about your time in the Navy, but uh, <laughs> anything in particular that you uh, want to have out into the world that people should know about or fun stories?
1: A thousand fun stories about the Navy. Not so fun <laughs> stories as well. But we Navy. should do a
0: different episode about the Navy.
1: Yeah, seriously, that's a, that's a whole four hours right there.
0: Well, we're, holy shit, we're at three hours and 42 minutes right now, so perhaps we'll wrap up this session and have you back. Yeah. I am absolutely sure people will want to listen to you more. Do you have a pearls of wisdom that you'd like to leave or final thoughts?
1: Really? Yeah. You Say do, whatever you want. You do that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. That's really funny. See, this is the Robin Williams moment.
0: <laughs> say something funny. No, no, no. Just final thoughts on what we've been talking about. I don't expect you to come up with something new right now.
1: Okay. Well, I, I would we've say... We've talked that a lot about a lot of things. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I would say, uh, if I was somebody listening to this, the message I would want to get out of it is, you know, we're not that different from each other.
0: Amen.
1: We We really do all have like similar motivations and you know it are the majority of us anyway our lives are not about how much money I can make and whether or not I'm driving a brand new car and, and that my kid got into Yale or whatever Or it's I just find that humans if they really think about it what they're truly seeking is uh, peace and happiness that's what they're truly seeking and and I hope that we can all figure out a way to cut each other a break. Because we've been sold a bill of goods about how we get peace and happiness. And our bill of goods involves us thinking that the only way we get peace and happiness is if the other guy uh, ends up getting squashed. You know, and, and that's just not true. There's a, a new guy, not new, he's not new, he's been around a long time. but A guy I'm recently listening to on the YouTube Whose name is David Goggin. and he went through fucking hell in his life, and he would tell you that the greatest achievement that he ever had was being able to beat himself, being able to overcome his own uh, opinions about himself, and and he loves everybody. He wants everybody to be happy, you know, and he's a fucking He's a skull crusher. He could. He's that kind of a human being. But in his heart, he just wants people to be happy and peaceful. And and so that's if I, if I was going to say anything and never get to talk to you guys again, I would tell you that please like each other and cut each other a break. You have no idea who you're dealing with, who you're talking to. You have no idea what they've been through in their life. They have no idea what you've been through in your life. So maybe you could be gentler on each other and the world wouldn't be such a fucked up piece of shit. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a fucked up piece of shit now like it <laughs> hasn't been before. I'm telling you, this is cyclical. It's always been like this. Uh-huh. But um, but just cut each other a break. And I hope I get to talk to you again. Man, my Navy stories, are they're <laughs> going to be amazing. I'm telling you.
0: Well, I would absolutely love to have you back on, so thank you so, so much for spending so many hours with me. <laughs> Don't move the chair, by the way, bends underneath you. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just really appreciate your perspective and your views on things and your life lessons and just you as a human being, so thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you both for letting me join
2: you. <laughs>
0: Okay, everyone, if you've hung on this long, it means you are just as big a fan of Julia as I am. I hope you've enjoyed this epic odyssey we've taken with her, this long journey of so many stories, and I really hope that she'll be back on the podcast with me many more times to explore many other things. So thank you again to Julia. Thanks for Matt for getting in there and contributing, and even Mom for her little pop-in appearance in there. If you have comments or questions about this episode, please find us on Twitter at Someday Dead PC. You can email me at SomedayDeadPC at gmail.com and please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so others can find us. Uh, You know, just like Julia said, let's find some grace for each other. Let's be kind to one another because ultimately we got to find some joy in this life. Someday we'll all be dead.